0: and hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet not to not to frighten you but this week i am your freshly shaved host i promise i have a good reason for that i was getting getting too much food stuck in it Nah, i lie i I robbed a liquor store and i needed to lay low for a while Nah, i'm lying it's it's december and it was going to become a depression beer if i didn't cut it soon enough
1: (laughs) and i'm matt here with the depression beard (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's the most we're stressful both of, <laughs> time of the year matt and i were just talking before we started everything we're gonna have to do to get ready because christmas falls on a wednesday this year when we do the bulk of our work so we want to have stuff in the hopper and thankfully we do have a couple interesting things lined up that i'm sure you're all going to enjoy yes
1: i've got a lot of interesting stuff I've, i'll talk about later on at the end of the show that i've got coming from my channel as well
0: nice nice again we got all all the early warriors with us right now we got tevia we got batmans with a z we got mielmo x we got creativity cal thank you everyone for showing up
1: yeah and we just got a bunch of new subscribers so thank you to ultimate geek and bob
0: 72 nice nice man assault also coming in too we got we got all the warriors matt we got all the warriors we got them all so you know this week not a ton of news, but uh, I figure what we do have, uh, we can actually talk about quite a lot because I know there's at least one story that uh, has definitely struck a chord with Matt and myself. But before <laughs> we get to that, uh, what'd you do this week, Matt? Uh
1: not a lot. Just trying to catch up, goddamn comic reviews, and uh, it never ends. Putting out uh, a special project I got coming up, getting that all ready.
0: Ooh, nice. Uh, I'm finishing up. I'm in near the end game of Pokemon Sword and Shield. I've been plowing (laughs) away at that. That's a lot of fun. Uh, I hit this point, too, because when I first got it, I was sure to do uh, like the Nintendo Switch online thing because obviously every game service makes you pay if you want to go online now. Mm -hmm. Yep, I I had forgotten that I had reached the end of the trial and then I was like, Oh crap, I guess they want me to pay four ninety-nine every month. Eh, I think I've seen all I need to see.
1: I got this cool thing with Twitch Prime where it gave me like three free months and then I just got an email just before it's like, you can get an additional nine months for free. And I'm like, Ooh, that's pretty Shh. cool.
0: That's good because I need to trade for a bunch of other ones. Because yeah, it, with PlayStation, it's so easy. Every Christmas, someone gives me a year of PlayStation Plus and then I never have to think about it.
1: Yeah, either either a year or you get like a gift card or something, which I which I usually do. So I end up spending that on just a year. Don't have to worry about
0: it. I mean, do they do that for Nintendo? I'm sure they do. If I so, think I will there's put like,
1: that... I, there has to be like a three month, a six month and a 12 month one.
0: Okay, you can get Switch Online twenty dollars for. Oh, that's a good price actually. That's that's much cheaper actually than yeah, Sony. Yeah. Well, a year. they don't really
1: offer you as much as what Sony offers you. You get like a bunch of free games with Sony Nintendo Switch. You get ah here's your the that library of games that you might want to play.
0: That's true. Maybe, maybe if I put that on my Amazon wish list, maybe people will remember <laughs> to get that this year, or even just for me, because I'm a person who puts shit on my Amazon wish list just so I can remember <laughs> that I need shit. But uh, yeah, we got uh, we got some interesting stuff here to plow through. Ooh, I caught up on Mandalorians before we started, Ooh, so I'm now all up to nice. date on that again. What do you think of Man, the last couple episodes? Pretty fucking good. Pretty interesting. Oh, I good. love. That there is just no pretext anymore of this being a space western. This is just straight up, yep, this is a western. We're doing Seven Samurai. We're doing the Magnificent Seven.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're they they they're not shy about it at all, which is great.
0: No, I love that we're just totally living this now. Also, hey, Bryce Dallas Howard, did she direct a better Star Wars story than her dad did?
1: Uh, probably about on par, I, although I like Solo a lot, so...
0: I don't i don't hate solo you know but i's definitely not in my rotation but man that was that was a good episode and you know, it was a noteworthy episode too because uh the usual internet suspects were all pissy about it as per usual
1: which they're they're pissy about it because you know gina carano's in it, and vagina person can't be in star wars or anything mm-hmm. but also there's like the other side of that where people are like hey everyone kind of agrees that this that this is like really good it's like that's that's legal that's that can't happen we we need to farm clicks for this god damn it be outraged by it
0: yeah how how can i not be mad about this (laughs) you know it's just like well if only star wars could be how it used to be with no women and only white people and again it's like you know pedro pascal is pedro pascal right yeah but i don't have to look at his face but you know carl weathers yeah but he was in predator though (laughs) yeah you remember lando yeah but
1: lando is shut up
0: yeah shut up look just let me let me like star wars while also being racist and sexist i know it's incredibly <laughs> difficult but i always miss the forest for the trees and do mental gymnastics anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah but yeah Ma- Ma- mandalorians is great still loving the shit of in fact there was another show i saw this week that we'll talk about as well when we talk about the news
1: yeah i'm glad you can talk about it i didn't see that show
0: Oh, uh, I didn't did even know it was watch. coming
1: out until I saw like your your thumbnail for your review. I'm like, oh, that's out. <laughs>
0: And that's part of the problem, actually, and we'll get into that when we get into it. But uh, all right, our first piece of news here is something that I know Matt is gonna feel passionately about, and I think all of us are gonna feel passionately about, honestly. I wish I could say this is a surprise, but it's really not. But the word shooting around the internet from all the entertainment sites this week was, Warner Brothers is unsure what to do with the Superman IP moving into the future. Well, that was obvious. (laughs)
1: it's just it's so simple it's so simple you just make him a fucking nice guy you make him yeah. likable and then the movie fucking sells itself
0: but but mad we don't know how to make likable heroes that's that's a problem we struggle with that all the time and every so often you'll get a shazam and be like wow that was really likable and then they're like yeah but that didn't make the money we wanted <laughs> yeah because you didn't advertise it enough <laughs> Uh, it's it's so truly ridiculous superman the most recognizable most beloved even more than just a superhero part of the pop culture americana fabric mm-hmm. and warner brothers we don't know what to do with him it,
1: it says a lot that they don't know what to do with this hero who represents hope and humanity and all those sorts of really cool really 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 fucking relevant things and tell me about and it. yet they know exactly what to do about a movie about some mentally disabled person who gets picked on and because of it decides the whole world needs to suffer because of it
0: yes uh, a guy who's like everyone needs to suffer for my problems but also maybe it's my in my mind but maybe not and also i'm an avatar for the director did i mention i finally <laughs> saw joker matt i mentioned that at the end of last week's episode that we just never talked about it
1: yeah it's it's pretty cool that they decided to remake taxi driver
0: fucking scene for scene except for when they're not doing King of Comedy to which I'm like wait 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 they're going ahead with a sequel for this what what are you going to do for the sequel you already robbed every scene from Taxi Driver are you going to start doing I don't know like Shutter Island next are you going to do like Hugo how many other Scorsese movies can you steal whole cloth from
1: oh we'll find out we'll find out
0: i did like the soundtrack though i will admit they actually did even though some of them were super on the fucking nose like you know sending the clowns and carnival and all this other stuff but i did actually like the soundtrack
1: i can't actually remember the only thing i remember is that gary glitter part where he's on the stairs
0: (laughs) yeah rock and roll which people forget that song actually has lyrics to it where it's just gary glitter going rock and roll rock and roll yeah i see why they got rid of the lyrics (laughs) Gary Glitter's in jail, he did a bad thing. Really bad thing, look that shit up. Or don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Superman, it, l- like you said, really in 2019, you can't think of anything to do with the story of an alien refugee from another planet who sees the best in mankind and wants to help us and elevate us. And oh, who's who's his arch nemesis again? The embodiment of predatory capitalism. <laughs> who was also president at one point and who tries to demonize superman for being an alien and being different and who are his friends (laughs) oh they're journalists you say really
1: yeah and he's a journalist what (laughs) (sighs) i can't uh, think of anything at least we got like the tv like in one year giving us like three of the best supermen on screen you know that's
0: true How weird is that, where it's like, Warner Brothers, we don't know what we're doing with Superman in movies, and off at the CW, oh, we have no shortage of ideas.
1: Yeah, we've got a show coming up about Superman. We'll we'll take it from here, guys.
0: (laughs) Heck, we took a ton of Superman stories and gave them to Supergirl, and you know what? We still have ideas for (laughs) Superman. What are what are you guys doing everyone jesus christ Th- then there's talk to you know but it's like well maybe we go in a different direction with it you know maybe we do colorblind casting for superman which it's like okay that would definitely get people talking mm-hmm. if they were to do that sort of thing if they were to go into like a earth two earth three superman direction but again it's just like it feels like are, are you really out of ideas
1: <laughs> well i said like because along with this report we got that thing where they were talking about like the Michael B. Jordan Superman. I'm like, well, that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be a really cool idea. Where like you you, you get him like they didn't the early New Fifty Two in that Grant Morrison story where he like teams up with the Prime Universe Superman. Like you make Michael B. Jordan Yay. like the Cal- Calvin Ellis Superman, the the President of Earth Twenty Three, and um, he team he's got to team up with Superman, and 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 that'd also be like a really great way to like like you keep henry cavill superman and this is like a learning step for him was like ah, i should be like i am in the comics (laughs) like he (laughs) he learns from
0: michael b jordan's superman do you do you think that they would really bring cavill back for this because i know his actual position as superman in the dc universe is kind of kind of tenuous like he's in but he's not
1: that's the thing people keep saying that like oh well he said he's still superman it's like well it's not up to him you know he can keep keep saying that but it's not up to him ultimately so i i don't think he is because he's got you know the witcher Witcher season two's coming out so he's like wrapped up in that and all that sort of stuff so yeah i could see them recasting like they do with the batman
0: man man assault in the chat saying even if cavill does care it's clear warner brothers doesn't care no no
1: they don't know what to do with the character
0: very, very well said. I mean, uh, they could totally take a page out of, of the Spider-Verse. Like, wouldn't it be interesting if they did? Here's Super-Verse. Here's a bunch of different Superman from a bunch of different universes who have to come together to do something. Surely Just surely you'll like one of these. Adapt
1: that uh, Tomasi story that did in Rebirth, the the multiverse yeah. of Superman fighting that big villain.
0: That would be fine. That's a movie right there. You could totally sell the shit out of that. Yeah. Ha- have... Cavill show up in there as a little bit and being like, oh, yeah, I'm just one of many Superman. Yeah. Or do you know what? Even give Tevia his due in the chat because I know he keeps putting the bits in there. Again, tell a story about Superman becoming a father even.
1: Well, we get that in the TV show, so.
0: Ah, that's right. You are too. Crap. <laughs> well, can't do that then. <laughs> Because, again, hey, that's some unseen territory. That's a way that you could, like, you know, re-trek Smallville and all the other growing and learning Superman thing without really having to do it again. But I guess not.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: Oops. Oops. But yeah, I, I think it's very clear that there's lots of places you can go with Superman, lots of things you could do, but Warner Brothers and the powers that be are being incredibly lazy, and it speaks volumes about writing in Hollywood right now. It's like, mm-hmm. geez, we just can't write a story about a guy who is good and nice and who people like.
1: Yeah. Who who would have thought? Who would have thought?
0: Well, well, I mean, we can, but his name is Steve Rogers.
1: <laughs> yeah, again, there's another thing, if like Marvel can do Steve Rogers, who more or less is superman
0: um yeah you know know, i would even say who is who if done wrong could be even more corny and even more archaic because he's literally a piece of world war ii propaganda and yet he's beloved all over the world by audiences everywhere yeah
1: the, the marvel cinematic universe turned him into a really great and interesting character
0: yeah, Captain America should be way harder to sell than Superman because he literally wears the flag <laughs> of a nation on his chest, but he goes everywhere, and it's like, nah, I love everybody. And, you know, we can all do it together, everyone. You know, greatest generation, ho. And, yeah, it's it's so crazy. And, and maybe that's another problem, too, where it's like, look, culturally, in terms of cinema, maybe this generation won't get their Superman, because Captain America is already filling that <laughs> void.
1: Yep yeah
0: like like he is to this generation what the reeve superman was back in the day and that's so crazy to stop and think about but i mean you know i i guess we'll see what's next for superman like you said at least we got the tv show that should be fun mm-hmm. but yeah just it, it just blows my mind we don't know what to do with superman yeah
1: well we do there's the people who actually own the character don't
0: yeah uh, again, people in the chat all pitching stories they'd like to see. Do Up, Up, and Away, uh, yes. adapt the Jeff Johns run. Yeah, there's so many places. Uh, I've been saying forever, and I'm sure people would agree adapt What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, in the American Way. I think that would do really well in the movie. They did it for Superman versus the Elite, and that was awesome.
1: They did it in Supergirl recently as well
0: they did where it's like yeah get get some villains who aren't luther who aren't brainiac who aren't you know general zod and actually make it a story about superman wondering if he has a place in modern society
1: yeah it's it it, there's like no shortage of these stories out there that Mm -hmm. that are still super relevant today
0: i guess it once again goes to show that people working at warner brothers don't read the comics
1: (laughs) do super doom yeah let's not talk about super doom
0: super do i remember super Doom. remember when doomsday
1: was a virus that infected superman and he turned into the giant doomsday with a superman costume
0: R- remember kid doomsday for a little bit who had his own book the remember yeah doomed me? vaguely <laughs> <laughs> that's some shit they wiped off the face of the earth and maybe for good measure <laughs> But yes, uh, the answer is is that there's lots of stuff they could do with Superman, but the answer is Warner Brothers is lazy and doesn't want to do those things. Yeah. Uh, moving on for more comic book news here. Uh, hey, Matt, we might actually be able to start reading Teen Titans again because <laughs> Adam Glass is wrapping up his work on Junior Suicide Squad to go work on a Netflix show.
1: I, I, I saw this in the chat where you sent it to me, and I'm like, oh, I can hear Joel's like giddy laughter at the sound of this. <laughs>
0: About goddamn time, seriously, I don't know whose idea it was to where it's like, hey, let's take Adam Glass, the guy who did New 52 Suicide Squad, who hasn't worked at DC for a bit, and let's let him dark and gritty the Teen Titans for no reason. Well, It was a DiDio thing, probably, because this happened right around the same time as Heroes in Crisis. This is DiDio being like, fuck these young heroes, I hate them, I hate them so much. Can (laughs) someone please ruin them for a few years?
1: yeah yeah it's, it, are they still doing the story with the whole like like super villain gulag with damien fucking torturing villains and shit
0: uh, someone told me they don't have a gulag anymore but he's doing something equally horrifying
1: oh okay so they've moved on
0: yeah like, it's I like think public he, like, executions like... or something no, I think it's like something even more silly. Like I think someone told me they're like uh, messing with their memories now or something. Where so I'm like, oh, oh yeah, so doing... yeah. I remember
1: seeing a panel about that and people getting really mad about it.
0: Because it's like, wait, didn't Batman get super pissed about this? And they mm-hmm. had to rewrite his mind after the whole Doctor Light suit Dibney thing, and that yeah. went really horrible. It's nice to see we've learned nothing since then. And the <laughs> fact that it's Batman's own kid who's doing this. <laughs> Things, uh, things are actually kind of looking up for the Titans characters across the board because the next arc of Detective Comics is actually Damien coming back to yeah. have an arc with Batman. And I can see Tomasi just like, you know, cracking his fingers and be like, all right, time to fix what everyone else broke. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got to fix everything like he's been doing recently.
0: <laughs> I know because there was a bit when Damien showed up early in that, that book where Batman's like, we have to talk about what you've been doing damien he's like not now it'll take too long he's like fair fair yeah it will
1: yeah back in the arkham knight story yeah it never took never took off i'm glad they're finally answering that that was like four arcs ago
0: yes it was i uh i hope they have a moment too with damien where he's like i'm just so sad and i've been so lost since john went away he was my only friend Like, seriously, if, if that's what they, like, hang the whole thing on, that Damien is just sad that John went away because now he doesn't have any friends his own age anymore, I'll actually be okay with that.
1: Oh, well, well, I think Damien's going to be joining the Legion very soon.
0: Seriously? Yeah,
1: Legion of, do- uh, Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, John's going to, like, bring him
0: to the future. That's weird, but okay. I mean, I guess Damien gets to do something then. <laughs> that's uh, but then bendis is gonna write and i don't know if i'm gonna like that you (laughs) might you might make you might he writes him like a child like like a proper Uh, child
1: where he shouldn't be written as a child
0: or he's gonna make him take a new dumb code name and wear a dumb brown suit
1: (laughs) he's gonna be be called dick
0: just dick (laughs) just to really fuck with you yeah your name is dick now he wears a flesh-colored costume with like a big cap (laughs) he's he's the dick he's here to fuck crime you'll see <laughs> but yeah so uh adam glass is coming off this book i hope they put someone interesting on it and i hope they don't stay this weird dark gritty course because i'm i'm upset that i don't get to read titans anymore i really enjoyed titans for a while
1: yeah i i, I you warned me off of it because i was going to start reading it because i'm like i want to start reading titans uh, after the actual titans
0: book finished and there yeah, you warned me off of it <laughs> DC, since the new 52, has had such this weird relationship with Titans where it's like, okay, we're starting from scratch. None of that other Titan stuff you remember happened, but we like that stuff. We want it back. Well, you got Libdell now, so screw you, it didn't happen. Okay, it (laughs) happened. And everything and okay and now uh benjamin percy is writing and like it's really cool now and like it's actually about young heroes again and you get the titans with the older characters and you get the new teen titans where they're actually teens and that's fun and that's cool okay we're gonna ruin it again by getting adam glass on it and making all those other <laughs> characters go away uh okay we've broken it now so who are we gonna get to come fix it again
1: <clears throat> yeah was was glass like aware that like what he was doing like wasn't loved <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, it was his pitch, and again, uh, the people up top absolutely loved it, and by people, I'm sure that means Dan DiDio, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true, yeah.
0: Look, if I'm making one of the big bosses at the company happy, so what does it matter? (laughs) And, you know, there's, like, sadistic completionists who are like, well, I own every issue of Teen Titans, so naturally I have to read this.
1: That's true, yes. Yeah. I have to read it, and I have to like it.
0: I have to read it, and I... I have, to have like much, I, mean, I have too much i have too much on the line here <laughs> uh, i know you know here's hoping they like send the characters who matter back to their own books to be rehabbed be it wally Two or imiko and Damien. It's like go go back to your own books and be rehabbed please but see that's the thing like wallace is like
1: fine in the flash book like he's in there he's like fighting the rogues at the moment he's, that's he's crazy. like completely fine in that but yeah as like you've told me like what he's like in this and what i've seen he's like completely different character oh
0: yeah oh yeah also completely hung up, uh, uh, hung up about his father and how, you know, he was killed by the Suicide Squad. It's like, no, he sacrificed himself for the Suicide Squad and you knew this because you got told this in another book and you, you were cool with it. <laughs> that, that issue one is one of the worst issue ones because it's clear Adam Glass did not read a single word of anyone else's work and it's just like, well, we're doing this then. Also, you know, uh, Imiko hates her mother now and they fight but they reconciled at the end of Green Arrow. Yeah, well, fuck that.
1: Oh, God damn it. <laughs> God
0: damn it. literally literally in one issue he burned down years worth of character development Damien too, which was the worst one you know hey I'm kind of an alright guy now you know I'm on the super suns I'm hanging out I'm doing a good job now I've you know brought the Teen Titans back to prominence I'm gonna try and attempt murder uh, Black Mask and I'm gonna you know start a gulag <laughs> and everything and prove I've learned nothing
1: oh boy
0: i could go on forever about this we got we got to move on to another story matter i'll just i'll just be too mad
1: uh
0: all right what's our next story here Ooh, uh, harley quinn the animated series premiered on the uh dc universe app one of the few shows that you can actually watch there and only there that's not going to hbo plus but if it's popular we'll see
1: yeah and i didn't even know it was out until i saw Joel's review
0: part of the problem right there dc universe (laughs) did a terrible job advertising this but really their their loss is my gain because many people who saw my video said the exact same thing (laughs) oh this is out right now
1: yeah yeah, it is yeah they didn't didn't do a very good job advertising do you think like it was either the fact that like they themselves kind of like oh it's harley quinn it'll advertise itself like people will just know about it and want to see it and and just didn't bother because of that or they just don't have faith in the show or something
0: uh i mean i think they've advertised all their shows poorly i think yeah uh, either that or they blew the what is it marketing uh load on titans which good job for that (laughs) Uh, i mean i think it's just i think the app doesn't have near the money as it stands right now, I think it's hemorrhaging money and I don't think they can afford to even promote their shows right now. Yeah. Which is a crying shame because Harley Quinn, I actually thought was pretty good and pretty funny. It's got a unique voice. It actually revels in the fact that, yes, this is for adults, and yet it's not so completely and utterly juvenile. Yes, there's a lot of swearing and a lot of blood, but they don't overdo it. Yeah, I,
1: I'm just not interested in it because I'm I'm would out.
0: That's fair. That's, you know, that's fair. This is like a terrible time for this because Harley is just inescapable right now. What I dig about the show is that it really comes at the material from the direction of like, look, whether you know everything about the comics in the history, whether you know nothing about it, we're going to get you up to speed and everyone can enjoy. And if you are a comic fan, you'll laugh maybe a little harder because there'll be a reference here that you would get that no one else would get. But by and large, it's very accessible.
1: Like, what's what's the overall story? Is it, like, do they do anything new with her? Because that's my thing. Like, they like Harley Quinn hasn't had anything new happen to her since her, like, creation. Like, they just keep doing it's, the same shit over and over again.
0: You know, it's, it's funny. You know, it's not even so much that they do anything new with her, but that they rearrange stuff that has happened in an interesting way okay. to have cause and effect that the comics haven't had. So, as we start off, she is the Joker sidekick, as we know her to be. Mm-hmm. She's got the original costume and everything. It's a nice touch. She she really wants to impress the Joker, but the Joker, who is voiced by Alan Tudyk here, who does a great job,
1: oh okay yeah he's like a mainstay on these dc shows he
0: really is dude he's paying the fucking bills around there this this whole show is excellent voice casting if you're a voice acting nerd you're gonna positively love this because they got so many great choices here but yeah he he keeps stepping on all of her lines he keeps you know ruining all of her bits because you know he's the joker and he doesn't want to be upstage Mm -hmm. and that starts to piss her off and she ends up going to jail at the end of one of their capers and he's like don't worry i'll break you out then like a year passes and she's just been wait <laughs> to come break her out. And Poison Ivy, who's like the straight woman to her like manic comedy woman, being like, Girl, he's never he's never coming for you. Can you not tell? Uh man, you know who actually really surprised me in this show? Someone they do something different with? Gordon, actually.
1: Yeah, what do they do?
0: Uh so Gordon is voiced by Christopher Maloney from Law and Order oh, SVU wow. and Happy Fame. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they got like a professional TV cop to play this TV cop and the joke is is that he is so clearly coming apart at the seams and so close to a nervous breakdown being the one good cop in Gotham but nobody cares how close he is to falling over the edge.
1: Oh geez. <laughs>
0: So he's just screaming at Harley Quinn and he's like all dirty and he's got like a cracked coffee mug and everything and like shit in his mustache. And just like <laughs> Batman, Batman is just so over that this poor man is having a breakdown. And it's very funny because Maloney is very funny. People think of him as like mm-hmm. a dramatic actor, but he actually does comedy very well. Yeah. Uh, Jim Rash plays the Riddler. Uh, did you ever see Ooh, that that's show Mike casting.
1: Tyson? That's good casting.
0: Yeah. Very good casting. If you've ever seen Mike Tyson Mysteries, he literally just does his uh, Mark A. uh, De Queensberry for real. Oh, oh, nice. (laughs) It's great and and the whole thing is that this episode the Riddler's like, like I have created a riddle so funny It will make people's heads explode which naturally pisses off the Joker and to try and get back with the Joker Harley says oh, you know I'm gonna go kill the Riddler and uh, he she ends up getting captured alongside Batman and Riddler does this whole Sophie's choice thing where it's like okay Joker you have to choose who you love more Harley or Batman and naturally he chooses Batman (laughs) Cool Which pushes Harley over the edge and eventually uh, pushes her to go out on her own and get, like, the new 52 Palmiotti costume. Oh, okay, nice. To where I'm like, okay, that's actually more reasoning for her changing costume than the comics (laughs) ever gave. Yeah, yeah. I actually appreciate that. So she, like, beats up a bunch of the Joker's henchmen and has her big, you know, I'm going solo moment, but does not kill the Joker even though she has the chance to and says, you know, I'm going solo because I want you to see how good I can do without you. I'm going to go join the Legion of Doom. So that's, (laughs) like, her character thing for this season. I want to become such a good solo villain. They'll let me join the Legion of Doom.
1: See, that sounds more interesting than anything that's been done in the comics.
0: It really does, and also they don't shy away from the fact that harley is not a good person that she is a killer oh, and that good oh yeah she she does some very bad very fucked up things she is an anti-hero you are not supposed to like her right away and uh yeah i think there's so many places the show could have gone wrong and i think they go right here
1: oh you, you've won me over I'm, I'm gonna give it a watch because yeah that that's like a big thing like like harley for moral intents and purposes is fucking hero now in the comics like they've just yeah, like exactly. completely made her a hero and gotten rid of like the yep. interesting aspects that like the anti-hero aspects so it's good that that's actually in the show
0: Yeah, it's not like full-on like, oh, just slice of life like the Palmiotti comics became (laughs) by the end when she was kind of directionless. She actually has a direction here. She wants to outdo the Joker by being a better criminal than him. And as we've seen from the commercial, she's going to be recruiting like a whole bunch of other D-list villains to join her gang. So you got King Shark and Dr. Psycho and all these other ones.
1: Oh, nice.
0: And King Shark is going to be voiced by Ron Funches, and I can't wait
1: for that. Oh, that's perfect.
0: Yeah, and they said, too, for Dr. Psycho, they're bringing him back to, like, his golden age roots where he's, like, a full-on misogynist. And I'm like, oh, see, that's going to be funny, too, that (laughs) Harley recruits this person for her gang. (laughs) But, yeah, good voice casting, pretty solid jokes. I liked this one. Definitely check this one out. It's it's very much not what you think. And they, they go hard, too in the comedy the first literally the first lines you hear is joker dressed up as like a sea captain on a boat with a bunch of gothams elite and there's a big pile of money there and he's like gentlemen my fellow whites let us raise a toast to forever <laughs> fucking the poor and i'm like oh we're going here we're going we're going hard in the paint <laughs> it's good it's good stuff i like it uh, uh that's good. So yeah, I, I sold you on that one. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Ooh, some Marvel comic news. This one just hit the internet today, but uh, Wolverine number one, which is coming out this week, I think, or maybe next week, very soon. Soon, yeah. But uh, it was announced that issue one of Wolverine is going to be a staggering seven ninety nine. Oof. Oof. That's a big price point. Now, in the defense of the book, Benjamin Percy, you know, I'm a fan you're a fan he came out on his own Twitter it's like yes that is the price but there's two stories for the price of one in here so you're getting a double-length comic I promise and you know the reason we wanted to do a double-length comic is that you know I wanted to do one more traditional action-y Wolverine story and then I the other one I wanted it to be more of a horror story so people could get like a good feel for the book I'm doing and I'm like oh Wolverine is a horror story okay that that's actually pretty cool if it, it, it works with hulk it works with hulk it does work it definitely works with hulk and also too i could totally see marvel being cool with that for them being like yeah do do two stories in one because it's wolverine number one and everyone is gonna buy it and yeah we can reasonably charge almost eight bucks plus tax with it
1: yeah we'll, we'll make a killing off that
0: I'm sure they will. Obviously, no one likes to see $7.99 for a single issue, even if it is two stories, and I know we've joked repeatedly, you know, about the fear of a $10 comic future.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I already suffer that f- that thanks to exchange rates, so.
0: That's true. Yeah, c- Canada too to a lesser extent, but yeah, you know, if you live anywhere but the states, exchange rates will fuck you, and they do. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's your Wolverine news, everyone. So don't get too shocked uh, when you go to the store or you, when you open your digital app. Cause I'm assuming most people read digitally these days anyway. I know I do. Don't be shocked when you look at that and you see a $7.99 price tag. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that uh, that's a roughie is what that one is. It
1: certainly is.
0: Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know what? All the X-Men comics have been really good recently, and we're going to talk about Benjamin Percy's work on X-Force when we talk about what we read this week. So, you know, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, no, but this guy, I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe.
1: Yeah, if if this was a Scott Liddell comic, I'd be like, fuck off with that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, also, w- what am I talking about? I was going to get it anyway for work, so it's like yeah. he already had my money, <laughs> but there it is. Uh, What is it next up? We got uh, a last story here. And this isn't so much comedy or comica related, but it is related to Disney and acquisitions and apps and everything and like kind of geek ephemera. So it's kind of a cool thing to talk about. Uh, The Simpsons might very well be coming to an end very soon uh, is the hot scuttle bud from people who actually work on the show. I don't think it will be. I mean it's it seemed to be the the little show that could that can always survive even when people think it will die even when you know it stopped being the cultural juggernaut even when you know review stopped being as good it still kind of hung in there because well, what what else was fox gonna put on sunday night it was the cornerstone <laughs> yeah. of their entire lineup hell the show itself joked about the fact that fox had nothing going for them but the simpsons for years but yeah. now it's not up to fox anymore now it's up to disney
1: yeah and i could see them doing the show keep doing the show I, what they should do though is they should they should cut back the episodes because at the at the moment mm-hmm. seasons are like what like 30 episodes or something
0: they're ridiculously long which for animation is hellacious takes forever and is wildly expensive
1: yeah so maybe like cut that in half and do like 15 episode seasons that's still quite a long uh, lot you know you get 15 weeks uh out of the year for a season you know
0: especially uh for a show like this that has such a ridiculously large backlog and for a show where the actors are paid so heavily yep but, uh, you know, I, I, I've kind of been theorizing this for years. You know, when will The Simpsons end? What will be the thing to finally kill it? And, you know, Disney, I could definitely see being the company above all else to be like, no, we already have enough. We're going to make a mint off the merchandise and rerunning this in other territories to the end of time. Let us cut our losses. Why would we want to make mm-hmm. another full season? You you have an interesting thing. They're saying it's like, yeah, make it just cut it in half, though.
1: Yeah, it'll like you. You could cut it in half and like, like make a full season, but cut it in half and air them both at like different times of the year or something. Put it up on Disney Plus. Uh, but yeah, as you yeah. said, like they could just easily just cut their losses and say, "Oh, we've got it up on Disney Plus. We we've got the merchandising rights. You know, mm-hmm. we're making a bunch of money and we're not putting into it, basically." I-
0: I mean, it it asks a bigger question, that is, when should The Simpsons be allowed to end? And I mean, look, the first 10 or so seasons, depending on where your cutoff range is, some of the finest, most pop culture redefining animated comedy ever made, and then you got the rest, <laughs> <laughs> which again, depending on who you talk to, everyone's cutoff is a little later and later, but you know... My thing is, and, you know, it's it's an old adage where it's like, I can't miss you if you never go away. And I'll admit I have not watched The Simpsons regularly in almost a decade, to yeah. be honest. And I don't feel like I've missed much. I mean, I'll still rewatch those first 10 seasons, uh, you know, day, night, whenever, because, you know, they're as close to perfection as you can get on television but in my mind where it's like look maybe the simpsons should go away for a bit maybe people should miss it maybe you should hear some good pitches from people who have ideas to you know move the show in a different direction or hell do another movie or something or you know make it like a special mini series heck go back to making them like little 11 minute segments like they were back in the day on the tracy Ullman show i
1: i would like i'd like the season to, the show to like finish out on like a movie but also i'd like to like it to finish out on one of those uh like they th- i don't know if they do them anymore but they used to do those those things where they get the troy mcclure character in and he'd do like those uh, where are they now like this is your life sort of, sort uh, of for the simpsons and make it just like full-on meta and just like yeah, go out was- like that
0: those are really good they did the behind the music one they did the simpsons spinoff showcase uh yeah usually they were wraparounds for clip shows and everything but yeah that that would be a good way to end it because that's the bigger problem too it's like how do you end a show like the simpsons that's been on for like 30 plus seasons Uh, you know how do you end it and make it satisfying or you just don't make it satisfying and you just have it end on another episode
1: yeah it's very hard to end something that's been on for what's it on now like 34 seasons or something
0: 34 35 it's it's outpaced gun smoke it's now the longest running uh show in prime time yeah which is crazy man assault in the chat says simpsons gt yes yeah. that's right we'll fly them all into space <laughs> and it yeah. won't be and the animation won't be nearly as good and some people will like it because it goes back to the more toriyama comedy roots and other people will hate it because <laughs> they only want the action of z <laughs> and
1: that will do the simpsons kai and then the simpsons super oh
0: uh-huh. See, I like Simpsons Kai. We just pare it down to the best jokes and we, you know, take out all of Homer's power-up animation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, that really, really brought the show down, all of Homer powering up for episodes and <laughs> episodes. <laughs> uh, it wasn't even Flanders' final form. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely places The Simpsons can go, but I have long subscribed to the idea, I can't miss you if you don't go away. Yeah. And maybe it's time for them to go away so we can miss them. It's more of a mercy killing than anything.
1: <laughs> they That'll be a joke in the show as well, they're mercy killing us. <laughs> we, we haven't oh, been I as mean, good for 10 years.
0: Well they would totally do that too Hell, uh, the joke from that behind the music style episode is they're editing it and homer jokingly says this will be the last season <laughs> <laughs> and it went on for like 20 more <laughs> <laughs> so even they wanted to like end that shit back then and they never got a chance to yeah
1: and as amazing spider-man says they still got to fix the simpsons on disney
0: plus because they fucked the aspect a- ratio such so, for shame. some reason
1: for some reason
0: you miss so many good text jokes. You really, you really really do. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's basically all the news we had this week, everyone. Not uh, not a heck of a lot to write home about, but, you know, some interesting uh, conversation topics that I hope entertained you. And with that, we can talk about what we read this week. And Matt and I both agree we are very far behind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, where would you like to start, though, Matt? Uh...
1: What the fuck did we even have this week? I'm like Uh, all over the place this week in terms of comics. We
0: we had X Force uh, issue two that came out for sure.
1: Yeah, this this is a good episode. Good episode. Yeah.
0: I agree it was uh you say episode and I think you're right because this really felt like an episode of yeah. a pop show where where Wolverine and Quentin Quire his comedy uh <laughs> mismatched uh partner have to go and get to the bottom of uh Xavier's assassination who is still very much dead
1: yeah I I'm I said in my review I'm really glad this wasn't just like a flip the switch and he's back like there's no they they have to work to bring him back and it's even better because that kind of folds into whole the whole Arrogance thing Xavier had where he's like, I'm untouchable, like, no mutant's gonna try and kill me or I and everything. So much so that he didn't have like a set contingency for if he did die. So, like, Gene and Hank have to kind of like make it up Mm. as they go along. It's like, well, we'll get this cerebro up and running, and then hopefully, with a little faith, he'll be in there and we can fucking bring him back to life.
0: that's a nice touch i like too that magneto he's not even mad he's more disappointed than anything like man we got really complacent didn't we yeah yeah he's
1: like the only one who's like guys this this is probably going to be a big problem like we need to you know bone up a little bit
0: (laughs) this is this is on us there's a lot of sword imagery in this book is he like Mm -hmm. takes the messed up cerebro and makes a sword out of it and then they talk about the sword of damocles and Mm -hmm. everything else either all hanging over the heads of mutant kind and i'm like that's nice
1: yeah yeah and um yeah we do you indeed find out about more more about these assassins and they did indeed have strips of domino skin on them that tricks the krakoa which is really like like that's a big security hole so like someone could just like like capture wolverine and just like carve off a little piece of him and just like glue it onto them and they could like get onto the island
0: that, that seems like a glitch in the system that seems yeah. like something you might want to work on in the future
1: <laughs> yeah uh, and we find out that these people are like like printing assassins basically like on demand it's an assassin factory and um everything about them is like built to be assassin they've got like exploding teeth and like fiber wire in their ears <laughs> just, just really random shit like that and yeah
0: just ridiculous they've got like little blades in their wrist like mm-hmm. wolverine and their weapons are reaver weapons and i'm like oh so they were designed solely to kill mutants and nothing else
1: pretty much yeah and yep yeah, uh quentin choir and wolverine go and like find them in in south korea and they get attacked by weird skinned people
0: yeah that's really gross and really awesome yeah uh, they also have psychic dampeners too, so Quentin actually can't do anything and Wolverine <laughs> yeah. has to save him naturally. Yeah,
1: he's useless. And they they, they find uh, Domino, who's for all intents and purposes, dead.
0: I uh, I liked it too, where it's like, oh, so you know, uh, the mutants, they've upped their game so much by building a nation. All the mutant-hating groups have to equally up their game <laughs> now to like almost weapon X levels, but on humans, which is worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the humans are up. Ironically, evolving, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, to fight it, which a big thing to combat theme.
1: them, yeah, which is yeah big theme with all these books, basically. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that they're not just like your usual, like mutant hating groups you see that are usually just like men with pickets and protesting. It's mm. like, ah, right, damn, muties, you know, we'll, we'll blow up a building, maybe. The, these ones are actually right. like a threat, they managed to kill Charles Xavier
0: right which i'm sure this is connected to that weird eyes wide shut organization mm-hmm. that domino was infiltrating before which man benjamin percy loves his masked organizations because he did it in green arrow too yeah
1: yeah yeah these are just what were they in green arrow what were they called
0: oh the uh the ninth circle yeah
1: the circle yeah
0: i i keep waiting for that thing too where it's like are these guys also the, the ninth the, the, the circle the tenth they circle <laughs> oh shit they're even deeper down in Dante's Inferno <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this uh this one continues to be cool and this this was the one x-men book I read this week I didn't bother to read fallen angels or new mutants uh
1: I've I've like flicked through new mutants and it's pretty funny it's like a courtroom procedural where they like oh that's where the mutants like get get uh taken to the to the um uh the court and they got like like a really shitty like barrister like who's trying to defend them and everything and and sam and uh smasher come in and like save them
0: right because that that's what they were eventually building up to it's like look we're not the full new mutant team yet we need to actually get sam back who is married to smasher now and that's a whole big thing yeah which again of course uh hickman would be sure to honor that continuity because that all spun out of stuff that he himself wrote
1: (laughs) yeah do we think we'll get an x-men versus avengers 2 probably not Mm,
0: good question i mean i think this is going to lead up eventually to a uh, x-men versus the whole marvel universe not just the avengers this you, is eventually going to blow up into something
1: do you think i don't think it'll and it'll arrive in a battle i think like we'll get like like the avengers or like so, like captain america and all that like talking with the mutants and everything and realizing what they've built but maybe just like warning them like hey just maybe don't get so arrogant to like don't don't do mm. this because this raises alarms don't don't do that yeah you get put on lists for that
0: (laughs) magneto or apocalypse or you know mr sinister or even moira is gonna do something to fuck it up for everybody
1: something's gonna fuck it all up it has that's like the thing with immunes that's what hickman's been doing it's like it's been a circle and they haven't had that come round again part of the circle yet it's gonna come around and bite them in the ass
0: especially this idea we know now that they can basically clone perfect bodies with like different minds and everything mm-hmm. in them there's yeah. like you know so, so someone isn't who they seem to be you know someone's gonna kickstart a war somehow yep because it, it can't not go there but uh yeah so that was x-force i liked it yeah it was cool yeah what uh, what else did you have matt
1: uh tell you what else i liked i liked that tales of the dark multiverse infinite crisis
0: yeah i read this too hey what if people actually listened to blue beetle back when that story (laughs) was going on in 2005 2006 and what if shit actually got done
1: well not only that it's like what if blue beetle wasn't killed by maxwell lord and it's like oh that well that's pretty cool oh wait no it's like infinitely worse
0: (laughs) it's actually terrible it's so funny that tynan chooses that moment where to spin off these events because i remember being so mad back then when blue beetle got killed because it was so stupid where it's like no man why why are you being so proud right now you should do what everyone would have done in this situation that is lie to maxwell lord say you're gonna work with him and then turn the tables on him. which admittedly he does here and it all goes to hell
1: yeah yeah it all just goes to shit like immediately and we get a uh, a power power mad ted cord fixing everything in the dc universe but in turn also making things much worse
0: again as most of these stories have been it's a real the road to hell is paved with good intentions type thing
1: yeah yeah so I, i like the idea that like he he becomes the leader of Checkmate, he becomes the king the black king and um he's got brother eye there and he uses brother eye to kind of end things before they happen, so he he, he broke his peace with the Rand and Thanagarians and he discovers Lex Luther's secret cabal that's been basically running things from the deep state. Yeah
0: he he stops the events of secret six before yep. they can get started <laughs> and, and makes recruits them, them
1: yeah he makes them his secret six
0: <laughs> and i'm like james james tynan man thank you thank you for remembering this <laughs> and then he even stops the events of like uh the specter going crazy basically yep. every event that spun out of the events of infinite crisis he stops in like one panel
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he stops and um eventually leads to him uh, gaining the attention of the Justice League, who I, I love them again. Like in in the original Infinite Crisis, they're very nonchalant. But like, oh, it's mm-hmm. we, we won't worry about this so, again. There's like uh, Booster Gold throughout this is like they're gods that don't care about any of this, and it's very true here. Uh, where Batman and the and the rest are told by Booster that you know something's wrong with Ted. Please look after Ted, and they're like, eh, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's and it, all good. And then Batman learns about all of these things. that like he's gotten like the 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 crystal of eclipso and uh again mm-hmm. the Ranthanegarian War, he stopped all that and Batman's like, Oh shit, he's got so much power, like why did we not learn about this sooner?
0: And Booster <laughs> Gold's over in the corner so telling
1: him like, I told you so.
0: It's it's so funny too, because Blue Beetle totally puts Batman on blast in this story oh, too, yeah. it's like, Look, you know, it's like you know the reason that brother i would have gone crazy and killed everyone right it's because you built it and you imprinted <laughs> too much of your bullshit on. i'm treating brother i like a person not like a tool and a weapon and he loves me more
1: yeah and not only that like batman's like yeah but but you killed maxwell Lou. you still got to answer for that and, and believe it was like well you should probably answer for all the crimes you've committed in that cow then first as well uh, oops yeah, he's like fuck off batman i'm gonna stay in my swiss alps castle
0: and then he does for the rest of the issue which is hilarious he <laughs> well, put for, him on blast well, so hard.
1: well first he goes after mockingbird and the the secret cabal and finds out that they've all been viciously murdered uh by superboy prime and alexander luther of Earth three
0: which i love that they keep that piece of continuity from secret six intact where it's like who was the original mockingbird it was luther but not the luther you think it was mm-hmm. the other luther the whole time <laughs> yeah
1: it was alexander luther and he tries to convince them that they they need to like re remake the universe get rid of all of this one remake it so uh obviously the earth earth two uh superman and lois can come back because their earth got destroyed and all that sort of stuff uh and yeah it it was pretty cool it's cool seeing like the superboy prime just being the whiny little bitch that he is and, oh yeah, and and then, and, then, and then like kind of having e-
0: how easily, yeah, how easily, yeah. Cord gets him onto his side by being like, "I've done more good work than Luther has." <laughs> oh yeah, you're We're, right. Fuck that guy. Which I
1: mean, is even funnier because, like, in that part, like they like Luther is talking about how easy it was to manip- manipulate Superboy Prime to his side, and then Ted just does that as well. <laughs> I thought that was pretty it's, funny. It's,
0: it's really funny where it's like, "Wow, Superboy Prime is just a tool, literally, to be used by yeah. everyone." And he still fucks it up in the end, too, because Blue Beetle's like, all right, so, you know, uh, to stop another crisis from happening, I'm either going to have to kill or convert all the superheroes. Look, I'll deal with all the adult heroes. Superboy Prime, you deal with the young heroes. I can trust you to do this, right? You won't go crazy and kill everyone. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. And he immediately just starts killing people. <laughs>
0: it's like man ted for a guy who's so smart you sure did back the wrong horse (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then yeah it it, it
1: ends with him sort of infecting everyone he lets um uh uh, booster tries to like kill him but then ted's like the brother eye at this point brother eye is like integrated into ted's body Mm -hmm. uh brother eye ends up killing booster in a cool like bit of irony uh it's kind of framed like how he was killed originally in the in the, the infinite shot, crisis yeah. uh and then yeah that, it, that like forces him and he still is like oh no my best friend dies oh well, i guess i better just like give up to this you know autonomous uh ai that's definitely not going to destroy the world and he does and <sighs> it immediately destroys the world <laughs> oops yeah and then Timbers you yeah. know it's like i'm out
0: yeah this is this is getting too real for me and no crisis has ever came to this planet ever again because all sentient <laughs> life was destroyed <laughs> yeah that was uh that was some good shit that was fun
1: yeah i think there's one more i think there's only judas contract left
0: yeah which yeah, i wonder how that one's gonna go because judas contract is cool but judas contract really doesn't involve the whole universe it's not like a big crisis level event or even the death of superman it really only affected the titans
1: well maybe it won't now maybe it will infect more people
0: maybe it will i'm like well how is you know Judas contract going to be different is it going to be uh tara doesn't betray the teen titans this time and how does that make things different
1: yeah does she like decide to go against slade and like they end up stopping slade and starting like a team and maybe that like gets the ball rolling was like well now we'll just kill all our villains or something
0: maybe where it's like wow that was so much easier is it's like oh so <laughs> G- like, guess maybe... writer
1: adam glass
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's something like uh like tara doesn't betray the teen titans but they don't learn and grow from that situation so like uh, dick never becomes nightwing or something yeah yeah That'd and maybe really they end up getting killed on another mission and that like fucks up the rest of the heroes or something
1: yeah or they manage to like convince slade and he becomes a good guy
0: oh shit that might be interesting yeah, I'm sure no, there's, there's probably, like, a
1: preview page that'd tell us what we're just guessing.
0: I know, we're just guessing, as we tend to do. Also, uh, speaking of Deathstroke, his book is coming to an end very soon, after, like, 50-plus issues. Oh, his Christopher Priest book? Yeah, that Christopher Priest book is coming yeah. to an end soon, which, man, good run for 50-plus issues of Deathstroke.
1: Yeah, every every book that's not, you know, Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman gets, like, like 80-plus issues. Flash is on, like, issue 85 at the moment.
0: yeah. That, uh, that Deathstroke book was an underrated gem for a long time there. I had to drop it at a bit just because I had way too much other stuff and the story was kind of meandering for a bit. But yeah, it's, it's cool that he got to have the run that he did. Yeah. And that it got to be like this kind of weird, you know, mature adult's take on Deathstroke. I like that. And his messed up dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm uh what else did we have after that uh, Ooh, i had venom number 20 this week this was a cool one
1: i haven't read this one yet i keep meaning to pick it up
0: it's uh, it's very cool this is everything i would have liked absolute carnage to have done at the very end
1: yeah yeah well i i do know donny cates took to twitter and said like venom issue 20 is going to be like kind of like a, a required reading basically
0: it was yeah. why was it <laughs> awesome uh we hook we hook up with the maker this book is like 90 percent about the maker and where he went after the big fight in absolute carnage okay
1: where did that coward run off to uh
0: he ran off to his secret base where again he starts talking about project oversight where i'm like oh yeah that's right he said like he was working for people when he showed Mm -hmm. up which is weird because that's very unmaker he was working for these project oversight guys yeah okay and his big thing there it's like ah you know i really wanted (laughs) <laughs> to capture the venom symbiote in the codexes uh you know for my research and unfortunately I didn't get to do that now because Eddie stopped me and ah you know that's such a shame but you know but I learned a lot though about uh this kid uh, about Dylan and uh yes they completely confirm he is a human co- uh codex hybrid
1: oh okay cool
0: so I called that months ago I was happy <laughs> about that and uh maker further goes on he's de- developed this theory of you know why the symbiotes uh give birth when they do and it says you know it corresponds basically to the universe whenever a big threat is coming they have to create a bigger badder symbiote you know try to you know protect the hive essentially and fight against it okay so he's implying that you know dylan might be the most powerful symbiote hybrid ever because obviously he has the power to like dispel and destroy other symbiote creatures nice so strengthening the theory that like if Null is the symbiote Satan, then naturally Dylan is like the symbiote messiah. He, he will set them all free. He will part the symbiote seas and leave them all <laughs> in the desert for 40 years. <laughs> but it doesn't end there where it's like I was just happy. Where It's like cool, I'm right. But then they keep going and the maker's like, yeah, so the only reason I'm doing this though is that because uh, I want to go back to my own universe. I want to go back to the ultimate universe. hmm But there's a problem with that. The Ultimate Universe might not exist anymore, or if it does, it's probably destroyed. Also, you can't keep going back and forth between universes without, you know, potentially destroying your body and mind, and I don't want that. Yeah. But, but, as we've discovered, apparently, symbiotes can move between universes very easily, and they do, from what the Maker is saying. Ooh. Yeah, so he wants a suit of his own so he can try and get back to the Ultimate Universe. And the reason he knows that symbiote suits can do this is because he has the Ultimate Venom symbiote. Oh, nice. It came to him so it (sighs) survived the trip. And that's how he, you know, processed this idea. And it's like, look, so, you know, if I can get this going, which begs the question, but why does he want to go back to the Ultimate Universe? And that is because Project Oversight, the people he's been working for, is actually the Council of Reeds. Ooh,
1: ooh, that's interesting. And
0: very interesting. And the thing is, is that the maker wants to join the Council of Reeds, but the Council of Reeds have a rule you can't have a Reed who doesn't have his own universe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, ooh, interesting. We haven't seen the Council of Reeds for a while, I think, since that uh, Human Torch thing book.
0: Yeah, it's been a very, very long time since we've seen the Council of Reeds, and they're back to their, you know, uh, arrogant, villainous ways. You know, spreading their influence throughout the universe. uh
1: I, I liked them in in that in that uh, Marvel two-in-one book because they were like kind of kind of friendly, kind of kind of heroic.
0: Well, that was a little earlier in their career and everything. Again, yeah. they they have a dark side to them, and the fact that they would even want to let someone like the Maker in should let you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true that they're not great but uh, yeah so maker wants to go back to the ultimate universe or whatever's left of it again they might not even be there so he can join the council of reeds yeah
1: they've been dropping hints at like going back to the ultimate universe in in like different bunch of different books so i imagine Miles it's it's going to be coming back in life. it's going to be coming back in some some form
0: See, I I truly wonder if they're like actually going to bring it back, or if they're just going to tease it for a little bit. Because in the Miles book, he's remembering his life in the Ultimate Universe Mm -hmm. now, where before he didn't. And I wonder, it's like they're just going to get there, and it's going to be like, yeah, it's gone. There's nothing here. It's it's dead. It's empty.
1: (laughs) They have like this big event, like journey to the Ultimate Universe, Mm -hmm. and it's like big six issue. And they get to the in in the last issue, they finally get there, and it's just like a wasteland, and it's just like nothing there, like big void. It's like. Well, let's just go home now. We'll go back to the 616. (laughs)
0: because here's the thing where it's like even if donny case really wants to resurrect the ultimate universe i wonder if they would even do it because that would mean having to acknowledge everything brian michael bendis do- had done <laughs> and so far they seem to be trying to bury every single thing he's ever done do you, you well they could
1: all, they could do like some like time travel space time continuing hygiene mm-hmm. so it's like the ultimate universe is back but it's 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 in a time before all the bender right. shit took place <laughs> yeah well, so like I so like mean, the you... stuff in ultimates has kind of happened all the mark miller stuff and then like we just just after that
0: which that would be weak too because it's like but but people only really liked ultimate spider-man though it was the one book that maintained <laughs> yeah. after everything died yeah but we can't do that because Bendis is though but people want it but we can't do it <laughs> and like here's the thing too like i liked the ultimate universe when it was a thing but i am still a very firm believer in that it ran its course and ultimately outlived you know the very modus operandi that it started with and that is to give people an easier to digest alternate marvel universe only they replaced that with its own version of a complicated Marvel. yeah it it
1: started getting yeah with like ultimatum and like ultimate 3 and like all these one weird and wonderful like shit that just made it as complicated as the 616 universe
0: to where it's like, look, I don't need to remember two universes, so it's like, yeah, just just friggin' end it. And indeed they did. But, you know, this is Marvel, and if they think they can wring a buck out of anything, <laughs> they'll totally do it. They're just like, alright, Ultimate fans, how much nostalgia do you have? Do you want to pay us for this? Because you can pay us for it. We'll do it. That's... That's the way, if you listen to the Elseworlds Exchange, we've boiled that down. Marvel will do any idea if they think they can turn a buck from it, and DC will do any idea, no matter how terrible, if it feeds the egos of a few people at the top. Yeah. Which, again, neither are great ways to run a company, but, you know, at least the way Marvel does it, you can get weird and wonderful things like Superior Spider-Man and, like, shit like that. Yeah but uh yeah so that was venom number 20 venom number 20 super cool man you know i was disappointed by absolute carnage but this one reeled me <laughs> right the fuck back
1: in well that's good that's good yeah I mean, it does sound like that maybe should have been like the cap end of like absolute carnage issue five but i guess he oh, wants yeah. to he wants people to keep reading his series
0: <laughs> exactly it's like why you think i'm gonna give that away for free in the big event No, motherfucker you gotta read my main book <laughs> Where I'm like, respect, respect, man. <laughs> <laughs> if I was you, I might do the same. Uh, what else did you have? I only, I only had two more. I didn't read all that much, ultimately.
1: Uh, I had Action Comics issue 1016. Ooh, ooh, do, do, do tell. I don't really want to, but... um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I, I had a distinct feeling.
1: Um, Oh, God, this, this issue is so fucking clumsy. Uh, so the book is 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 like bookended with the justice league in metropolis fighting the legion of doom uh right. apex lex and legion of doom symbol in the sky which can't possibly be happening um no i'm that like time. how
0: is this in any way connected to uh, justice league i can already see there's a lot wrong with that and
1: then in the, the the core of the book is uh clark almost gets kidnapped by leviathan but leviathan here is uh gorilla city soldiers that, teleport, no, him to, that, the that teleport him to Gorilla City to capture him. Uh, mm. That story is not finished, and it just immediately cuts to Clark in the Daily Planet office where he sees an explosion, which was uh, something he couldn't see because it was made from some type of metal that he can't actually see. But he saw the explosion, and he goes there, and Ben disremembers he invented a character called Melanie Moore, and she's, in, oh, yeah, she's in in the book for a page and tells Superman that some club blew up that the mayor was in. And I think it's the club that blew up, like, a couple of issues ago when Red Cloud was fighting Thorn. And apparently... And then... Oh, fuck this book.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, like, I'm already, lo- like, second-hand <laughs> fuck this book.
1: He goes to visit Lois, and Lois and him sort of, like, start piecing shit together... And they, they figure out that Leviathan is fighting the Legion of Doom. And because okay. the Legion of Doom have... Oh no, fuck this book! <laughs> Levi- Leviathan, factions, Leviathan or... is fighting the Invisible Mafia. Because the Invisible Mafia have Lex Luthor? Or they have access to Lex Luthor? It, i don't know and they're 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 getting so, in a so turf the reverse war.
0: vampires yeah. in conjunction with the chum group yes. to, emi- to eliminate the meal of dinner
1: yeah and i don't know why leviathan is even entertaining the fact that uh a small-time mafia in metropolis is even a threat <laughs> You know this all-powerful organization, world-spanning organization that that took out all the, all the the spy agencies of the world is uh is at odds with you know random crooks that that won't well, dare say Superman's name come. who aren't invisible anymore. They've decided they're not going to do that anymore. And then yet, I saw that part. Lex Luthor is somehow involved, and then that they end up fight fighting Lex Luthor in Metropolis because justice league <laughs> wow this is such a shitty issue it's so bad
0: you know i i think jersey luck here in the chat sums it up joel you'll never be done with leviathan yes i will because i'm not right <laughs> no I it's not, read not done with you Bendis joel anymore
1: it's not done with you
0: <laughs> i'm i'm out you can't bring me back in i won't be brought back in uh,
1: i i just like why like why is he why is just trying like i have to think that that this is Bendis because he's not going to be told by what to do by DC because yeah. we. Oh, but why we. is he trying to combine what's happening in Justice League with Invisible Mafia and Leviath? These can't possibly be happening at the same time. It is physically impossible. <laughs>
0: you know what i think it is i think he got pissed off by uh people like us saying how can any of this in your story take place at the same time as all these other stories from all these different writers and he's like fine fuck you then i'll show you how it can i'll just do a bad job of it
1: (laughs) yeah well that's the other thing like other writers have like kind of sort of mentioned the stuff in justice league and i'm like "Well, you've you've barely referenced it. you're just telling your story you're not interweaving it in like this this
0: fucking idiot is doing and oh it's just so bad between leviathan the justice doom war uh city of bane and i guess a couple other stories too this might be one of the worst times for dc continuity ever because no one is talking to each other everyone is too big to be given notes to and editorial is just sitting on their hands and not doing their goddamn job yeah
1: or it's very clear editorial is just like i'm going on holiday see you guys after doomsday clock (laughs)
0: I mean, I'm sure they have sticky notes where it's like, well, we can't tell Scott Snyder what to do because he's our golden boy. You know, people are actually liking what he's doing and it's selling. Can't tell Brian Michael Bendis what to do because he's a big acquisition. And, you know, we're paying him more than anyone else. We can't look weak and
1: and that we made a mistake here. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because he might just run back to Marvel at this point. Uh, we can't say anything to Tom King because he's going to be writing movies at some point. And we don't want him bad-mouthing us in, like, Vanity Fair in a couple years. Being like, oh, in comic books, you know, they, were such a, they stifled my creativity. I had such amazing ideas, and they never let me do it. <laughs> they, cu- they cut my 100-issue epic short can you believe that which Uh. again i think that's the most editorial has done its job is to try and (laughs) cut his thing and even then it probably wasn't their whole idea it's probably like oh i have to go and write a movie now and they're like okay i guess we'll pull you back to 85 issues then yeah it's
1: it's such a weird time at dc especially and again it's like that that pendulum where it's like and now it's swinging in kind of marvel's favor where they're getting their shit all together they've got the x-men back up Uh, you know everything Mm -hmm. seems to be working out pretty well over there and whereas at whereas at dc it's just like everything's on fire you know all these writers are just like getting too full of themselves or like they're getting too big for what they're doing and what they what needs to be done oh
0: god uh what is it uh someone in the chat there uh what is it compared uh tom king to josh trank and i'm like yeah remember when we all liked josh trank for a week and how quickly he <laughs> shat in that punch bowl
1: <laughs> there you go that so has to be a record time dngn says dc editorial is like an urban legend like bigfoot <laughs> uh,
0: yeah you, every so often you'll you see get a blurry
1: photo yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but there's no proof that it actually exists <laughs> yeah it's just
1: a man in, in a suit and he like, he like he had wore big shoes to put the footprints <laughs> down
0: they say if you look closely though you can see dc editorials watch <laughs> 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 gotta watch out for that uh yeah don't worry everyone it's it's bad now but we'll just have a crisis in a couple years that'll fix everything
1: yeah yeah Well, once bendis uh, bendis is off these books because he's like the biggest like culprit of this like everyone else is kind of like like not tying it in because they know it doesn't make any fucking sense to tie this book into the same things that but bendis is just like i've got to tie everything together i don't care if it makes sense it's gonna be you know what it
0: is it's a domino effect is what it is. Bendis stops giving a shit but keeps getting paid more and editorial isn't telling him what to do and because of that every other writer thinks they can get away with it. <laughs> That's absolutely what it is where it's like we're not going to tell Bendis what to do so you're not going to tell me what to do either. Again, editorial looks weak is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I-, I know we bring this up all the time but DC really needs like the return of a Jim Shooter style editor who's not afraid to break down some heads and not afraid to be hated honestly people forget that jim shooter oversaw one of the best continuity eras for marvel comics and so many people who worked for him hated his fucking guts
1: yes because he kept kept an iron fist kept them in line kept them from doing like shit like this
0: He he was the real iron fist at what it, as what it was, and you know <laughs> if you're an editor, that's the thing. It's like working in human resources, you know, hiring and firing. You know, maybe you can't be everyone's friend. Maybe you know people have to hate you. Yeah, and maybe history will out and will remember. Where it's like, yeah, you know, I I hated his guts, but boy, did he oversee a good error though. <laughs> uh now you talked about action comics so i guess i'll talk about detective comics too i just read that before we started
1: yeah this was a good ending to that mr freezer yeah
0: yeah it was pretty fun you know it's i definitely think they hit a bit of a roadblock where it's like okay so nora freeze is our villain now yes 100 oh oh crap what's nora's character because she's been frozen forever we don't actually know what she's about
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think we built up a better story in our head where we where, where where she would become a villain but but I did like what we got I like that like this serum is like like Lex gave it to it, gave it to him and it's like a serum that may or may not have worked and it like fucked with her brain and like took away like made her a serial killer it was like a serial killer serum that took that, away all her emotion just
0: yeah that was a surprise twist i really didn't expect the connection to new 52 bizarro
1: yeah i th- yeah, I thought it was pretty cool pretty cool
0: did tomasi write that because that feels like something tomasi wrote
1: well it was in forever evil so it was jeff johns and they're probably
0: friends ah, so yeah there probably you go easy but to yeah. reference fair enough yeah that was a surprise twist uh, she does the whole hannibal thing where it's like okay so nora likes ballet and she also likes museums and she likes killing security guards and rearranging their frozen body parts yeah that was really fucked up (laughs) yeah and to weird fucked up like hannibal towers
1: yeah yeah and despite all of this victor just wants to like save his wife like what he's been doing like his whole shtick uh to kind of validate what he's been doing basically and and she's like oh fuck off you fucking pale weirdo
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're you're smothering me with your love and then she really gets the ultimate low blow in where I'm like this is a good line where she's like look, you know why you love me so much because you need me because without me who are you anymore, Mr. Freeze? You're nobody. You've defined your whole life by me and your love for me and if I went away you would have nothing and I'm like that's fucking sad but true.
1: It is. It's so damn true. It's and it's it's refreshing is what it is. I'm glad it wasn't just like that like like love one won the day where he was able to get her back in the end like she's a proper villain now and she's out doing she's mrs freeze was and it's in the nice bit of irony mr freeze becomes the nora of the story where he's yeah. has to be put in a uh in a uh, stasis tube Biosleep,
0: yeah yeah just to keep him alive and batman probably with the best line this is the thing that you know made me from like yeah this is okay to me actually really liking it where he goes you know what the difference between you and nora is victor you know uh nora always had someone to love her you have no one
1: yeah i am not gonna love you victor <laughs>
0: yeah you're 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 all alone in this ice and no one is going to be like trying to resurrect you and yeah. everything and i'm like that's fucked that that's yeah. like his ultimate reward after everything basically just put him in the bat fridge freezer you know put him there next to the ice cream
1: yeah they fridged him literally <laughs>
0: They, they literally fridged him. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Victor's in refrigerators. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be great. Next time Damien comes home looking for a popsicle, oh, there's a man in here. Oh, it's just, <laughs> just, just Mr. Freeze. Don't worry. <laughs> are you are you going to work on trying to wake him dead? Oh, I mean, I saw my list next to all the other things. Cure cancer, you know, solve the Middle East, uh, unfreeze Mr. Freeze. It's there. <laughs> It makes sense, too, because, you know, we always talk about Mr. Freeze, that he's a great, amazing villain, but, like, his motivation is such, like, razor thin, where it's like, well, either he gets his wife back and he doesn't have a reason to be a villain anymore, or we go this place, where it's like, okay, well, what if his wife came back, but now she's the villain and her motivations are different.
1: Yeah, it, it it's really interesting, and, I, again, like, I, I don't know about you, but I got comments saying that this story ruined, ruined the character of Mr. Freeze because it, like they seem to think it stepped on like the stuff the animated series did and it's like no it expanded on that and made it
0: even better
1: (laughs) made it even better
0: but i mean look mr freeze's story is always a tragedy and it remains a tragedy up until this moment and i mean look it's not like he's gonna be there forever or anything they always come back Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so they'll have to find a reason for that and until then you know i wonder where mrs freeze is gonna show up next
1: yeah that's gonna be really interesting
0: yeah yeah so yeah that was detective comics it was a pretty cool ending like i said i'm interested for the next arc because it's going to be a damien centric arc
1: yes it'll be real cool have have tomasi write damien again and, and write damien as like how he should be written
0: yeah definitely uh all right so what else did we have uh, i had one more and that was uh, avengers 27
1: i haven't read this i'm still i still haven't read issue 26
0: Uh, I read both back-to-back, actually, and they're all about Starbrand. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so issue 26 is like a flashback to uh, Avengers BC, where we get to see the first Starbrand ever on Earth. Mm -hmm. Ooh, nice. And uh, it was a dinosaur, actually. The meteor that crashed into Earth (laughs) to kill the dinosaurs was actually Starbrand, and a T-Rex became Starbrand.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome.
0: (laughs) Which, again means historically in canon marvel's first superhero was actually a dinosaur <laughs> that,
1: that's awesome
0: and the dinosaur fought the cree for a little bit how about that oh that's so cool yeah deal with that everybody uh and then we get two cavemen who got uh what is it run out of their own tribes uh because they were gay actually is what Ooh, it was okay <laughs> and uh I,
1: I, I wouldn't think that, that, that were that like like socially Puritanic. like inept like 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 they, they they're hating on 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 the homosexuals in like yeah. 1 million bc i thought they'd be fucking all cool with that
0: <laughs> you, you would think where it's like look this is before the invention of shame and religion and yeah. everything when we were all running around naked but then again you know pe- people mention that in my comment section i'm like well you know hate by its very definition is fucking irrational and everything so people were irrational since the dawn of time That's but true. it's so funny because Aaron does this hilarious thing where it's like, yes, these two gay cavemen living together in a special garden where they grow fruits and vegetables that the rest <laughs> of the world have never seen. And they name the plants and the animals. And I'm like, did, did Jason Aaron just make Adam and Steve canon to the <laughs> Marvel did. Universe? He did. <laughs> that there was a Garden of Eden, but it was actually two gay cavemen. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, my man, you were having so much fun with this and uh their garden gets all fucked over by the deviants of all people those mm-hmm. guys the eternals fight yeah and uh again one of the cavemen dies and the other guy gets the star brand power and he basically becomes the hulk of uh, avengers bc
1: okay cool that, that's interesting because i was wondering about like that that Hulk character I'm like well how are they going to do the whole because it's not going to be you know a, a caveman scientist who who, tra- no, who, g- yeah. who develops the first atom bomb and gets trapped in its gamma wave
0: <laughs> yeah i uh, me create fire fire actually gamma
1: <laughs> gamma fire
0: <laughs> yeah oh no me hulk now yeah which is a pretty good workaround actually because yeah you're right the hulk is a creation of the atomic age but uh yeah and then the next story is again Also about Starbrand, we see the Gladiator and the Shi'ar investigating an explosion on one of their prison planets where everyone was killed and they all have Starburns on them. Ooh, interesting. Meaning that, yeah, a new Starbrand has been chosen and is running around in space causing problems. The Avengers got to go to space to deal with it. And then they do a fun thing where they actually jump forward in time to where the mission is already fucked up and they're all trapped in space, but you don't know how they got there. (laughs) And they're all they're all like friggin' uh, scattered all over the place, and like Carol has a ship, and she's gonna try and save them, but she flies by a white hole, which turns her into binary again. Oh jeez. And I'm like, that's a fun callback. And Robbie and Black Widow are driving around space in his car, because of course the Hell Charger can drive in space, of course. Naturally, but they're getting chased by a friggin' Silver Surfer. Oh,
1: goddamn.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, oh cool, Silver Surfer gets to be in this comic, awesome. And uh, also, uh, Thor got infected by the Brood, so now he's Brood Thor. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's that story, and this is a fun little. This sounds awesome. (laughs) It is. It's pretty fun. It's pretty creative. And by the end of this, we're gonna be getting a new. uh, What is it? A new Star Brand, clearly. Nice, nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we have to because that was in that, all the way back in Marvel Legacy.
0: Yes, all the way back in Marvel Legacy and then referenced again by Daredevil at the end of War of Realms. Yeah. When he was the all god. So clearly this is a story that Jason Aaron has had in his head forever. Yeah, Jesus. So he's finally getting to tell it now and you know, here's hoping it's someone cool cuz you know, like I always know Starbrand existed and I'm like, yeah, all right, he's kind of cool and everything, but I've never been particularly interested in Starbrand.
1: I don't think it's really he's really been uh all that interesting character like no. it's kind of like you know a captain marvelish character
0: yeah, just like another space guy who shoots yeah. lasers. That's the way I always looked at it. It's funny, Uh, uh but one of our old fans in the chat there actually had a good joke there. It's like, you know, really, Starbrand, no Quasar or anything? You know, I guess I'm too old wanting Quasar in my book. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, Quasar, another space guy who shoots stuff. When he's got the bands and everything. They could very easily have done Quasar, but now we're doing Starbrand. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, if anything, that story would have been easier to tell, to be like, yeah, you know, and then the bands fell to Earth and everything, and that's why, you know, the first caveman, uh, was a quasar, but whatever.
1: I'm trying to remember what happened to the naked bands at the end of Infinity Wars. I can't actually oh, remember. Oh, yeah, because
0: there was a there was the old star brand who couldn't mm-hmm. be- or no, the old quasar who couldn't be quasar anymore. Then there was the new female quasar, yep. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., that Nick Spencer had invented, but I don't think we've ever seen that character again. No also amazing spider-man saying can Phi bell turn into quasar again i don't know
1: (laughs) she was in the guardians and then she wasn't
0: (laughs) yeah then she just kind of disappeared well because they all got brain controlled
1: yeah yeah. yes yeah maybe maybe she'll come back at the end of that book and into whatever they do next into was it uh jim zub's guardians book or is it jerry duggan's guardians book that's coming uh, out
0: uh al ewing
1: Al, that's right i get them all confused they're all good writers
0: they're all, yeah, they're all really, really solid. Uh, hey, speaking of Jim Zub, everyone, uh, get ready next week because uh, I've actually lined up an interview with the man himself, so you might be able to see that one next week. Awesome. That's going to be fun. What's great about getting Jim Zub in for an interview is that I know I don't have to research any questions like for any <laughs> other writer because it's like, no, I've actually talked to this dude at cons a lot. I know we yeah. have a good rapport.
1: I read most of his stuff every week, so. <laughs> you
0: can just chat with him, obviously uh got to talk to him about him taking over Conan and the new serpent uh That'll that's coming out that's this week to... as well. Is it is that this week? Holy yeah. shit. Okay, then I will have to talk to him about that and I will be sure to let him know. Look, this goes next week, so if you have any spoilers, let him drop now. <laughs> Feel free to spoil your own book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was everything I read this week. Did you have anything else?
1: I got two two more books and they okay, both go then. Superman adjacent books and they're both really great um the nice. first one is superman's pal jimmy olsen issue five which uh, i forgot this book is, still is a fucking amazing book
0: uh i know mad for action J-
1: jimmy jimmy has like faked his death uh he's become the social media influencer timmy olsen um who, ah. who uh does like prank videos and they get like major hits for the for daily planets because they monetize the videos so they raking in the money um he's still trying to figure out how like Lex figures in like what's Lex's scheme for like this rail uh company he learns that like he if he invents this rail company in Metropolis he'll own like all of Metropolis's infrastructure and have control over power and water and everything
0: um and that's funny that it comes down to rails I like that yeah
1: <laughs> um but this this book is really interesting because uh, Jimmy gets into a prank war with Batman <laughs> <laughs> so he in in his role as timmy he he interviews this guy who uh whose like job was he makes like huge versions of very small things like thimbles like and giant pennies and stuff and mm-hmm. calendar man wanted him to make him a giant calendar the man said no so Naturally. so calendar man murdered his whole family burnt down his business and home and all that sort of stuff so jimmy's like Okay, so Batman and the news and everything won't pay attention to this guy, so we'll get Batman's attention by pulling pranks and then he'll have Man. to take notice. <laughs> so he start, <laughs> so he starts like fucking with Batman by like like how many jokers can we fit into this yogurt shop before Batman notices? And then Batman Naturally. Batman notices and his uh, Matt Fraction's Batman is so fucking hilarious cuz it's. I know it's probably not, but it's basically a riff on Tom King's Batman, uh where he's he's, oh, he's overly broody. He does that whole thing where he t- says one word, pauses, says another word, pauses. Oh, that's good. And he and he's, there's a scene where he oh, where, that's really good. where Superman and Jimmy are on the roof meeting with him, and he's like standing there, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Batman, how you doing?" He's like, oh the city. It is raining in the city. It's it's always <laughs> raining in the dark Gotham City." And he's like mumbling to himself and whatnot. <laughs> and, um, anyway, he just immediately hates Jimmy because he's a photographer and, and like part Naturally. of the, and like a journalist. And, um, so he gets into a prank war with him and like mails him Dexter that like covers his room in blood and all that stuff. And <laughs> on top of that, we get this really funny thing where like, like it's this running gag where like Bruce overhears his employees are getting paid to laugh at his jokes and he's like oh really and he's like oh well wonder who this could be and if and we learned that like alfred is paying his employees to laugh at bruce's jokes because bruce is not funny at all and um so 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 he's like oh yeah i've spent like 85 grand over the last couple of years to like have people pay (laughs) pay people and it's like oh well i'll dock that from your pay i don't know why you'd keep paying people because i'm hilarious it's just it's it's just so hilarious And, and then the mayor of of metropolis is a t-rex and it's just 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 shit like that it's just wacky shit
0: real golden age sounding honestly
1: it's great it's fantastic
0: (laughs) i like that this is the thing that brought matt fraction back to writing superhero comics a jimmy olsen comedy centric series
1: also we get like a, a really cool um uh reveal that like maybe the the luthers and the Olsons are actually related
0: no. like because
1: there's this whole story about their family and we get to see like that the, the the first Olsons that come to to uh new Oberstadt, which would then become Metropolis and then the Luthers and mm. how they their families were at war with one another they were like basically like coming to the city and using the city as their own personal like uh playground like who can build the biggest buildings and all that sort of stuff and it's this really interesting huh. shit mixed in with like wacky shit like Batman and Jimmy Olsen getting into prank wars
0: Oh, compelling. Well, that sounds fun. That sounds something I'll have to check out at some point.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: And you said you had another uh, Superman-adjacent book?
1: Yeah, it was Supergirl Annual Issue 2.
0: Oh, yeah, how was this? I know you weren't digging on the last Supergirl because it was literally just uh, Batman-Superman from another angle.
1: This does what I wanted that book to do, and it digs into uh, Kara's frame of mind. It's written by Robert Venditti, uh, and... We get to see Kara back on Krypton and like her life and everything and what it was like. She had like a secret boyfriend who was a Zod and that there's like that whole Romeo and Juliet thing going on with they our families are warring. We can't possibly be together.
0: Um and uh never was there a story of more woe.
1: Yeah, and this is and it's all revealed that this is all in her mind because every now and then mm. we'll see like the earthquakes of Krypton as Krypton's ripping itself apart. And like people turn into like the Batman who laughs infected people and tell her that all oh, this is going to die and whatnot. And we learn this is like after she's been infected and this, and we learn uh... that this is all like her mind getting rid of all of this stuff, because as mm, the Batman who laughs blabber. says in the issue, like all of this stuff was holding her back. She never got over like the death of krypton or anything never moved past it and because of that she was limited in her abilities and whatnot but becoming infected has gotten rid of all that basically unlimited her inhibitions and everything right and um, which
0: again is very much in line with all the other secret six characters who have been inverted
1: yeah and kara just kind of goes with it and, and it's like, yeah. and the Batman is last like, okay, what I want you to do is just go out into the world and, you know, fuck around, enjoy your new powers and whatnot. And she's like, okay. and Which and is then,
0: way more justification for chaos than any of the other characters have gotten so far. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it's really interesting. It's, it, it goes into like her whole survivor's guilt where she the whole thing is like she wasn't given the choice to leave like she was made to leave krypton by her father and everything she wasn't given the choice right. to stay and it, it it seeks to imply that if she was given the choice she would have stayed
0: like with right. her family
1: and everything and yeah it is really interesting really cool and leave it to robert van to do that and he ties his hawkman into it
0: uh of course because hawkman is also going to the dark side at the moment yes
1: he ties in his kryptonian hawkman and everything which is really cool oh,
0: that's Right, you tweeted about that. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. Right on. All right, so it's good you got uh, you got a better Supergirl book after last week was kind of disappointing. Yeah. 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 So, uh I guess that's it, huh? That's everything we had to talk about. That's the show this week. Yeah. Alrighty then. So, uh thank you all so much for joining us all. There was I think 17, 20 of you at the top there. Always appreciative uh obviously if you're a patron you'll get to listen to this episode first before anyone else both in audio and video for as little as a dollar a month uh five dollars for video uh i forgot to get all the names of uh, patrons but uh, matt's gonna edit that in later for me so uh that's gonna be a new thing we're gonna start doing now so get ready for that one <laughs> yeah uh, again, next week, uh, hopefully if all goes well, we'll have a nice interview for you, uh, to watch, uh, Matt and I are working on some cool stuff coming down the pipeline for Christmas. We're going to do Shazam because it is a Christmas movie. So why not? <laughs> and, uh, Matt, you said too, you had uh, some interesting things you wanted to announce as well.
1: I do. I, I'm not going to like tell you, tell you guys exactly what it is, but it is a two part series and first part will be up sometime this week. And the next part, uh, not long after that, because it relates to something that comes out next week um Ooh, i'm sure it, you'd be able to piece it together with what comes out next week what's what's big in in pop culture right now that comes out next week um you'll be able to piece uh, it together
0: i don't know Sonic, i'm bad at to games. do
1: it shmices
0: oh yeah shmices on schminfinite at <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like that one a lot uh all righty then so again thank you everyone so much for uh joining us we will be back again next week uh live at 10. uh it might be a little shorter next week because again we're gonna have that little interview thing that's pre-recorded but either way you're gonna be getting some good show i promise you so until then everyone this has been cape joel i'm matt And we will see you all next week again. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us again, uh, same comic multiverse time, same comic multiverse place. Uh, Bye-bye.
1: Bye.